0: hello sports fans get ready for another rousing edition of not for nothing with your host i know we have an intro song but i like to give us a secondary intro song Mm -hmm. no one's doing that no one's doing that yeah we're on it the f- if the fucking ringer starts doing it, then you know something. We're the first. <laughs> Sorry, I just swore there right off the bat. The ri- the, ringer's, the, ringer's Sorry, only, the ringer's only telling you what to watch on TV because no one can figure that part out because that's all anyone's doing. But hey, thanks <laughs> ringer for giving us for for plugging things. It's just a, it's just a product placement at this point. But we can get into that later. I've got a whole Simmons simmons homer take that i want to do um great love them but always look forward to those since we were talking about tv we might as well uh we might as well you know address the uh elephant or tiger in the room
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so it seems i mean i have we talked about tiger king yet I, i feel like it's so played out but did we ever even acknowledge tiger king
1: i don't think we did well, Which is probably fine because I mean, listen, it was a good documentary. I, I really enjoyed it. It was fascinating. It was it was a freaking train wreck. Yeah, uh, it was the most it was crazy good
0: thing ever. It was crazy good. in the, In the after the aftermath of it, though, I don't know if you saw Bill Maher's take. Uh,
1: oh, I don't care about Bill. Okay, Maher's good.
0: Takes. It's just yeah. Like my wife didn't but tell it to my me. wife didn't nah, I'm not i am not going to I would do a terrible job. If you want, go YouTube Bill Maher's take on Tiger King. He makes a good argument that uh promoting animal cruelty in any in any regard is never good. You know? Sure. Uh sure. so right. So it, yeah, everybody's horrible in that thing. Like yeah, Carol Baskin yeah. is horrible. Everyone's the Tiger horrible. King guy is horrible. Yeah. And it, the funny thing is, like his thing is like I'm not gonna watch it. And the and and besides my sister who uh, also is a big animal animal rights person, and my wife, who just hates true crime. They're the only people on earth I know that didn't watch it. Like those three people:
1: huh.
0: my sister, my wife, and Bill Maher. Yeah, I
1: think literally those are the only three
0: people. No rule. An Wives can't watch Tiger King. Uh, but sure. there is going to be apparently a, Is it a major motion picture? Tell me. Give me a little bit of a. What? No.
1: So it's it's uh it's a it's going to be a scripted series. Okay, which, okay, so which I mean, I is also it, known as a TV said, so there show. A, there was a press release, huh? Also known as a TV show. Yeah, yeah, it's a TV show. A I don't know where, what format. Like, <laughs> it's only going to be eight episodes long, I think. Too. So it's not improvised, is what you're saying? It's scripted. It's, it's not actually, actually. keep going. It's keep the going, groundlings. So. <laughs> Um, it's, it's gone into production, but it's not being like just, it doesn't say who's like going to, who's going to actually air it. So it's, I don't know if it's like Netflix or if it's HBO or if it's like CBS for that matter, or Fox or something or stars, but apparently they've already picked, uh, like they've already kind of put this into the works and Nicholas Cage is going to star in it also produce it, but he's going to star in it as Joe exotic. Okay. Which and is, I'm conflicted here. Uh, whether I like that choice or not.
0: I, okay. So, what, like with everything Nick Cage related, for, there's, there are a couple things for some reason that people always text me about. And anytime Nick Cage <laughs> is in the news or anytime Maybe like one of them. <laughs> hair, hair metal is in the news. So, in the last like two I, weeks, all I've got, all my text messages are about the Rat Geico commercial. And, yeah. and Nick Cage is Tiger King, which makes <laughs> me feel super shallow, but also makes me feel a little like, is has Nick Cage jumped the shark for me personally? Have I?
1: Uh, is it yeah. too? Is
0: it too popular?
1: I think people are jumping the shark for you
0: on Nick uh, for Nick right? Cage. Right? It's like it's. Now everybody looks
1: after Mandy. I I feel like everything just blew. Nick Cage blew up around you from everyone, from outside sources, from everywhere else.
0: I agree with. I agree with that. So I'm conflicted as to whether, and I mean, I watched the shit out of this. Don't get me wrong. And I, I don't know if I will. Well, I. The thing
1: is, is like, I think. I think officially, it's too much now, and I don't need hmm. to see another story about Joe Exotic. Like, I. What else? What else are they going to bring to the story or to the table? about this that i'm gonna go oh yeah i needed to oh see it's that.
0: purely just how nick cage is gonna handle this like there is no story right we, we've seen okay. it
1: yeah yeah it's so just you're purely, you're purely just watching just for nick cage's interpretation of joe exotic yeah exactly so it's did you ever did you watch um what was it doc
0: what was uh, joe fuck what was it? uh dear john it was a podcast did you ever listen to that no, podcast I never did. uh Or Dirty John, Dirty John, Dirty John. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which was like this doctor who like took, like basically like worked his way into this woman's life and like Mm -hmm. ended up going crazy, and he was just a scam Mm -hmm. artist. Uh, I loved that podcast, and if you haven't listened to it, you should. But they made a live like on Lifetime. They made a a, like like you said a scripted series. I think Mm -hmm. uh, of the podcast, and there's nothing new to it. But it was Connie Britton and Eric Bannett and that girl who's from Ozark, the little the 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 girl with the curly blonde hair. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. there's enough here to bring. Like, I I watched it because the, because the they brought like I wanted to see them do the version of these weird people, and they did right. great.
1: And so they're the, I guess it's but just, that's different though because it's a it's a podcast and you and you're you're only kind of using your imagination, right? Good point. Great point. Yeah. So. So, is
0: it, yeah, you're right. Also, I think that to your point, like, or to maybe my point, or to Bill Maher's point, really, Everybody's like, do important. we need to put, a, do we need to make this Tiger King guy any more money? Do we need to make Joe Exotic no. any more money for, like, no. basically animal abuse?
1: No, no, you don't. You don't. And, and
0: the big takeaway for me with Tiger King, which I didn't like, was the fact that they sort of just breezed over the, the point that he had. Was basically euthanizing tigers once yeah. they weren't cubs anymore,
1: right? Which right. seems
0: sad. Like it seems it's, sad. It's
1: terrible like, and awful. Yeah. And the fact that, like, there, you know what, there needs to be, there needs to be another documentary, or you know what, you could do. So now I'm getting, uh, I'm kind of convoluted here. In my yeah, thoughts. Yeah, on but, your high horse, Chris. Yeah, no, but you could actually almost do another show or series about actually but Carol Baskins. Yeah. And like, what's really going on with her there? Yeah. Well, she's. There's a subplot there. She,
0: she should definitely have not given a single interview. I don't know. No. These no, people are all such narcissists. She's euthanizing,
1: besides that, her husband, she, I think he, she's also euthanizing oh, tigers
0: as well. It's it's oh, 100%. Like you said before, everyone involved is crazy. Yeah. Rick Kirkham aside, because he's, he's a legend uh, <laughs> in broadcast. Big ups to Rick Kirkham.
1: <laughs> that guy needs his own show, I think, too, or something.
0: Oh, dude. Well, I could reach out to him for you. We instant message a lot. We DM on Facebook
1: why 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 so have why? i not told you the
0: story i don't think so oh it's a it's a funny one i watched uh rick kirkham documentary a long time ago uh the, for those who don't know rick kirkham was a an inside edition uh reporter um yeah. inside edition like a
1: fox news guy or something too yeah i mean he wasn't he was kind fo- of like crazy story he would do crazy stories he as would well do stunts and like,
0: yeah and yeah, I, my, yeah. my my grandparents loved inside edition and the <laughs> other one the one that had like it was a Maury Povich one. Anyway, yeah. uh, they, 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 uh, so I I stumbled upon this this documentary and it was just Rick Kirkham. It was his own, he, he had had this crazy downward spiral. Like while on Inside Edition, he got really into cocaine use. And for some reason, he's also a narcissist. He started, he filmed himself during this downward spiral. Like he'd go on these crazy coke rants by himself, like missing work and just talking to the camera. And he put this documentary together that I thought was really crazy and really kind of awesome and insightful. Mm -hmm. And so naturally I reached out to him on Facebook and we became Facebook friends. Fast forward like seven years. No, like to four years. And, uh, tiger King comes on and I turn it on. And the first person you see is Rick Kirkham. So I was like, yo, Rick, you're number one. You're trending number one on like on Netflix right now. And, uh, he was like, that's crazy. And then the next thing you know, like his entire Facebook has just exploded and all he's doing yeah. is Tiger King shit now. But wow.
1: yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. I'm one degree of separation from <laughs> that's, Yeah. I, I don't even know if he would be a good, I don't even know if I would want to sort of like talk to him and
0: interview him. Oh, he'd be f- so fun to interview. He'd be so fun to interview. But it would be so I, uh, absurd though. Yeah. Well, he, he kind of he's kind of the one person on, on, on this the whole tiger king thing that kind of comes out looking all right
1: yeah Cause but he, still a little like dude you're you're well I mean,
0: ev- everyone if, I is capitalizing on on the abuse yeah, of animals totally. and i think that that's right. the point is that right. and and at the end of the day nick cage will be too and maybe we should all take a step back and realize that the underlying part of this is that it's all about animal abuse and, uh, for sure, for sure. That's just, but bad. here's my, okay, so here's getting back to the original. Which structure. we've been against animal abuse from the beginning. Let's just
1: put uh, it up. wait, being so before the beginning. Before it was cool. Yeah. It's, it's I just don't I'm not sure I'm buying I'm buying Nick Cage is like he's like the the he's Joe Exotic 30 years from now. Yeah. Also right? like doesn't he see or like I mean Joe Exotic might be older than we think he is, but it I I'm I, never I'm, comfortable I'm not with quite pe- picturing him.
0: Yeah, it's a tough it's also uh, hard to do um, a gay character without parodying them.
1: Yeah, um, right. Although this
0: guy's right for parody, and I don't think it would
1: really. I know he is, it. but it's not what you really necessarily want to do either, though. No, you have although, to, be, so you have to a, be. like there's also a second Philip scripted series, Hoffman,
0: not Nick Cage. You know,
1: <laughs> what?
0: You like Philip Seymour Hoffman could do it. Like,
1: it, yeah. Or it, I saw someone else. Uh, people sort of took to Twitter about this. I, I noticed that was, and they were also calling for um uh what's his name um eastbound down actor oh danny masterson yeah no uh <laughs> damn it i was really <laughs> hoping i got Although, actually you know what danny masterson <laughs> right? kind of does look like yeah, so Exotic. he would be
0: perfect he, let's get danny Masterson. let's revive that guy's career what's he been up to
1: uh i think scientology or something
0: oh really yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. Let's get away from yeah. this Tiger King conversation altogether. How about that?
1: Okay. All right, that's fine. Because you know what? There's a there is a second series in production starring Kate McKinnon that's attached to this Joe Exotic thing too. And it's based off of a podcast that they'd have about Yeah, Joe that
0: and that I listened. That's a wondery podcast. It's yeah, right. it's also very good. And that's how right. I was initially introduced to the whole Joe Exotic thing.
1: That's what I was wondering if that's how kind of all this started. Yeah. It, it, right. It's a, But it's, see, but now that's just overload. That's just too much. Like I, now there's gonna be two TV shows Dude, about this whole thing, one hundred percent.
0: And Nicolas yeah. Cage will be—he'll—it uh, will never oh, come far. to He's production because like, he, he'll lose—he'll lose his mind before it actually comes out. <laughs> and we'll get Danny Masterson instead.
1: Yeah, I think that one would be good for Danny Masterson.
0: Yeah, and Fez be- Fez could play Carol Baskin. <laughs> Although
1: here, okay, so here my original thought oh, no, on no, though, Carol just to,
0: Baskin. just to tie this off. Oh no, joke, exotic. <laughs> <adic. I've- laughs> You can. I did not me. kill my husband. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would be amazing. Just the whole cast. Of that oh, 70's that's so show, show. As Joe Exotic.
0: Oh my oh, God. Man.
1: Red. Who a
0: red play? Oh,
1: Red would be. Uh, oh, it would be Carol. Uh, uh, Carol's God. husband. Yeah. Oh, dude, all mad. But yeah. Like, yeah, dude, grumpy yeah. about it. <laughs> 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 Fast, <laughs> red, and what's, Mr. His uh, what's his name? What's uh, his uh, name? The tall guy. Uh,
0: the not Toe for grace, but the uh, the the famous one. The one. Who yeah, got, the really.
1: Yeah, I yeah.
0: don't uh, Ashton Kutcher.
1: Would, yeah, he would just play all of Joe Exotic's like boyfriends. <laughs> yeah, dude. Perfect. <laughs> yes. that's perfect. Like each,
0: one. you play like all two or three of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like the toothless one, and yeah, like the one yeah. that came on later in the yeah. day. That would yeah. be. So awesome! Grace. Yeah, I don't know what I would do at Topher Grace. Yeah, I have to think on this one. But, uh, but man, this, he's is a, playing... this is a gold
1: mine of an idea.
0: <laughs>
1: he's he's he might be. No, he can't be. Can he? He can't be Alex Kurtman. Um, he could be. He could be Rick Kirk Rick Kirkham. Or Rick. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's or, perfect no, for Or that. the uh, the blonde haired uh, the groundskeeper guy. Nah, that's... <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. We're running out of guys, though. Yeah, problem. I know. The we'll problem figure it out. I
1: mean, there's a lot of guest stars on there. I'm sure we could figure that's it out true. a little bit. I, yeah.
0: I do like the idea of Ashton Kutcher playing all of them. And for some reason, Danny Masterson <laughs> in the lead role. Uh, this is fantastic. This idea. <laughs> this is fantastic. I hope no one steals this idea. If they do, but, please.
1: But here's... Them. Okay, And here's so here, just to put these two together then, my original thought with Nick Cage was he shouldn't be playing Joe Exotic. He should be playing the other... Animal handler, like uh, cult oh, guy, like yeah. Carolina. that
0: ponytail dude with yeah. the with the harem,
1: yeah, with the harem. That's Nick Cage.
0: That side story is bonkers. Yeah, that that you're right. That you're right. That's that's exactly right. You
1: should be that's, a casting director. Yes,
0: you should be. <laughs> Can we get off this? We've given uh, fifteen minutes to the to Tiger King about <laughs> yeah. about a month and a half too late. Yeah, but
1: we're only doing it the way we could do it. We're doing it is
0: great. Way late, way late yep. to the game. Way late, yeah. yeah. But we'll, then making it better and improved. We're going to talk about the Michael Jordan documentary in like three months. Like that's, <laughs> and then the NFL draft. Oh, speaking of the NFL draft, okay, or the NFL for that matter. Sure. I did want to give. A, uh, I wanted to give I'm great at segues. I wanted to give a little bit of props. To uh, to my to my Canadian cousin Roey, mm-hmm. uh, who if you guys listened a couple episodes back, predicted the the, the boys Ben and Roy uh, tried to predict where the big free agents would land,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, QB free agents I should mm-hmm. say, uh, and Cam
1: Newton's still out there. Cam Newton's still hiding. out there.
0: You know what? One of them, they could Ben or Roy could still land one of those spots. I think they said Pittsburgh and Jacksonville, wasn't it? I thought it was Pittsburgh and New England, but maybe oh, maybe it was New
1: England on that one. Okay, sure.
0: Uh, but Roey um, predicted the, and which was the f- most far fetched, the one we like laughed at. <laughs> we actually laughed at, uh, <laughs> and called Roey a little Jerry Jones. Uh, <laughs> Andy Dalton to the to the Dallas Cowboys. It was it's I, incredible. I can't believe he got it. I can't believe it's he got
1: incredible
0: it. Call. A kid saw something. Or I think he's just a little Jerry Jones. I think he's a little a little baby Jerry Jones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. They they think alike. Uh, Just masterminds. We actually, you actually said that Jerry Jones, if he did this, would need to be institutionalized. Oh, as it turns out, he hasn't been. I I checked. I checked before. I mean, he will
1: be eventually. So that was kind of an easy call. That
0: is true. Uh, So yeah, I mean, and and suddenly it it doesn't seem that crazy. Like, why is it that like in the moment it it seemed crazy? it's
1: no, it crazy um, brilliant. Like, it's crazy because it's the Cowboys and it's Jerry Jones, but it actually makes a lot of sense because it's the Cowboys and
0: it's Jerry Jones. And the, and the Cowboys have put a lot, investing a lot in wide receivers. And if Dak can't get to those wide receivers, it's just going to put, like... The, no. D- Dak no, Prescott's it's, it's, never missed... Dak
1: it. Is, so they're not giving Dak a contract. So if, and if, if this, this negotiations go, keep going and, and, and or not going, I guess you should say, Then they've and got a Dak quarterback. doesn't, has said, apparently he's not going to participate in any off season programs if he doesn't have a contract. So he's starting to stand up for himself. So Dallas is like, fuck, if that happens, we actually need a quarterback. We can't go with this goddamn Cooper rush guy or whatever his name is. That was either undrafted draft or in draft in the seventh round out of, I don't know who's the, I might've been Wentz's backup at North Dakota State or something like that, maybe? I don't know. But anyway, I mean, I'm getting too far off the subject yeah, here. But it's, it, makes, Cooper, a, it makes sense from Dallas's perspective in a sense to get a somewhat decent and proven quarterback that might be able to get you into the season or through it if Dak pulls a, a Zeke Elliott. Yeah, I, I could see that happening.
0: Uh, I can see that happening. Too. I can also yeah. see Jerry Jones just moving away from Dak altogether. Yeah, uh, yeah, Even though Dak's never missed a game, never been, never missed a nope. game from injury. Nope. Uh, and has and has been like basically the easiest moving away from Tony Romo thing that Jerry Jones could have ever. Like he's ever he's just falling into to his happen. lap. Yeah. He didn't even want Dak. I know. I know. But now they've drafted so Man, big, they're they're all in. I mean, they there's no more of an all in team than the Cowboys. I mean, Jerry, Jerry Jones crazy gonna, would this be? Is Jerry if Jones Andy Dalton leads the die. team to the playoffs? Uh, well, if he did, he'd lose in the first round, which would be perfect.
1: Well, he did. Well, that's fine, but still, to get them to the playoffs, he's got a lot of talent around him now. If if Andy Dalton can't succeed with that team, if he gets a chance to be the starting quarterback, that Well, I mean, that kind of proves a lot of everyone's notions about Andy Dalton. But well, what? I'd, um, I'd love to see it happen. There, there is the, there is the off chance now, though, that that this could be like Jerry Jones is basically their only other move here now is like, if, cause they, I don't, first of all, pay Dak. You should have paid him a long time ago because he's just getting more and more expensive. So, but if you didn't and you don't want to pay him, the ultimate fu move here is to, is to sort of cut him and rescind his tender, uh, or they his, franchise his, him, franchise. Yeah. Rescind the franchise tender tag and then sort of make him a free agent, which sort of kind of, I can see this from one. So po- one idea is that you're. How many teams are actually going to be able to assign him to a big deal? None. N- None. Maybe late. one or two. They too- might still have enough money left over, but that's also like teams you, you might not want to play for. But actually, in the reality, this actually would be doing Dak a favor because they, he can only he he could kind of do go the cam route. You sign for one year for like my, you know what Miami right now would drop a heartbeat right now and would sign Dak Prescott. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like they're like uh the patriots like the patriots wouldn't try to do all they can to Out cut money patriots, to sign Dak. yeah prescott. I, I was
0: just gonna say i don't think the patriots have money but they could definitely cut the Te- money.
1: teams will find a way to to sign that guy at least give him enough money to get him through one year and then let him hit the re- the, the market and then sign him again or something you know so like i don't he would even probably need to do that i mean the
0: thing is is like dak prescott could could wait till week two yeah, like that's a, that, that's just a like weird, Zeke. That's the weird thing. Like, I don't understand why more players, especially quarterbacks, don't just wait until week two when well, the, people the realize, right oh, now, I have a shitty not... starting quarterback, or I need a, a to replace an injured quarterback.
1: Right, and so right, and so the the biggest thing there though is that as long as he doesn't sign the the, the this franchise tender or tag, he has to sign it first, and then. Uh, and that's when he's obligated to come into camp and, and participate, and he can get fined if he doesn't do that, like Clowney did right. two year, a year ago or two years ago, whatever it was. Uh, then he's like free and clear, just to stay away completely, and the, and the Cowboys can't do anything about it. It's also weird that they're that's doing, huge leverage for him. Agreed. And they also like
0: this is a this is a new quote co- coach that yep. is, probably needs to get a playbook in front of a, a his yep. quarterback and can't yep. do it.
1: Right. I wonder, that's where Dalton comes in. again.
0: Exactly. I think you're hundred percent right. Dalton's going to learn that playbook
1: for sure. He's going to, he's I mean, he signed the contract. He's, he's looking he's, at he's it now. He's going to get a, yeah. Like that. I mean, so this, I could see this from both perspectives after here. Now, this is a way for Dallas to sort of cover their asses a little bit here.
0: Well, I'm glad and we keep, just laughed and keep
1: trying to play hardball with dad for some stupid reason.
0: I'm glad we just laughed at, at Roey and didn't actually. <laughs> and then confirmed to dissect this until it actually <laughs> happened. And now we're like, Oh, we see the logic. <laughs> Meanwhile, this poor kid's out there just being like, where's clowning him? <laughs> the Canadian Schwab. Yeah. The Canadian Schwab. The Canadian Schwab. Rowie. Uh all right. So uh big ups to big ups to Row. Uh so I've got no I've got nothing that I can do to uh to ease to ease into this. Although I do have a, a quick a quick uh this doesn't need to be on the on the Chris Shit talks thing, but I do have a quick note uh football related since we're on NFL.
1: Stay with uh, it. Uh,
0: so weirdly, this is super weird, but like the the in Pittsburgh radio, which you know I listen to, I love I love the uh, I love the lunchtime the lunchtime crew of uh, Joe Starkey and Ron Cook. Uh, Ron Ron Cook, who sounds like he's talking from a closet because he's home in quarantine, but doesn't know how to work his phone or any <laughs> recording device. Somehow, Peter King loves Ron Cook, and Ron Cook asked him to be on the show, and Peter King came on the show. Uh, and Peter King's pretty well tied in and, uh, and has been talking to a lot of people, I'm sure right yeah. now, uh, about the NFL. And they asked him when just point blank, when he thought the NFL would start and he, Peter King had this take that I think a lot of people have had, but have not vocalized. And I was amazed to hear him say it maybe because he was on a small market radio show, he said it, but he said that there will undoubtedly be NFL football. Before the November elections, because Donald Trump wants to use the NFL coming back as a major platform for him to get reelected, which was a I thought was people. No one had just like flat out said that that's Donald Trump's plan, but he said he's he's been talking to Roger Goodell and this is the main. The pressure is on the NFL hardcore to have to have. In stadium, last sort
1: of chip to to play.
0: Yeah, so he said. He said there will undoubtedly be NFL football. If anyone thinks that there won't be, they're wrong because Donald Trump and Roger Goodell are making this happen. Mm. That's a Peter King take.
1: Yeah, that's that's an interesting. And it uh, just makes
0: it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and that and he said he said it in in the like more or less those words. It wasn't like beating around the bush. He 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 said that this is what the president wants. And this is what Roger Goodell said he would deliver. Oh
1: boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's not, I'm not surprised. It's, um, it's, uh, it's, of course it is. If, of course that's going to happen. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't even be, even the way if NFL has been acting for the last month or two with all this and like sort of not talking about any of this or not making any sort of, um, you know, saying like one way or another, like if the season's going to happen or not. Like they, you just felt like the, NFL is going to make sure that their season gets underway. If, yeah. there's, if there's billionaires who need, want to get their money, it's NFL billionaires so I noticed you had a note in the in the
0: show notes about uh, the schedule release. Are, you, are when are they doing the schedule release? <laughs> it's tonight. It's tonight. It's tonight in prime time. So there's going to be like, what are they going to do? A- like eight p.m. Is to it, eleven o'clock. Is it going to be like? Is it going to be like Powerball? Like the, I thought this was just a I press release. Know. I don't know. Do they have a lady that comes out and is like. And here's the Steelers <laughs> schedule. <laughs> and a little
1: ball yeah, the first comes up. Monday night game. Yeah, yeah. Ha- it's like it's so insane that like this, you're making this a prime time event. It's on the NFL network channel, so it's not like it's. I don't think it's on like ESPN or like ABC and you I'm know never, whatever. But it's I, like really,
0: I never. You're trying to. I never knew how much I appreciated like the stupid Talking Heads desk until we lost it. Like, I can't fucking watch another shitty produced zoom like guy with fucking yeah with his like little memorabilia behind him and like one guy sort of peters (laughs) out and like oh god i can't and analyzing nothing like i can't watch it anymore i like i I hate it i hate it like it's always uncomfortable there's always a moment where someone forgets their their laptop showing their dick or like it just I hate it. I can't watch it. Like or someone just disappears or doesn't hear that the other person's talking like it just it's it's or they Turn your mic on.
1: Turn your mic yeah. back on.
0: Yeah. Or they're not listening. And so one guy makes a point and then the other guy just makes the exact same point. And it's just awkward. Can't I can't. I'm definitely not going to watch them analyze I thought the schedules were already released, too. Weren't the,
1: no, I think, the, I think the games have already been released. Oh, yeah,
0: the ease of schedule. Like, you know who you're playing? Who, who you're playing. And when right. you're playing them? Yeah. God, yeah. what if, What the fuck? <laughs> and they're, like, promoting the shit up. This like, is the, 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 the kind of shit that we, like, you know when they say, like, oh, we're never going to be able to live in the same world again? We're not, because this is something that the NFL is going to bring back and assholes will watch it, and so every year they're gonna be like, "Are oh, you watching the schedule? The schedule release tonight? Yeah, man, I'm gonna get a 6 pack. I'm fucker eat some more. <laughs> well, yeah. See, I'm the Cowboys are gonna kick ass and go eleven and five this year. Yeah, man. I mean, my prediction is based on this con, based on the schedule. I'm. I see. The, I see a lot of teams. I see a lot of teams
1: finishing eight and
0: eight. I mean, it's
1: although, just a it's a
0: level oh, playing field.
1: Although I'm not sure I can talk shit too much because on Sunday I turned on. The TV and I started watching the game was five or six of the uh, 2004 NBA finals. It was the Pistons Lakers. Chris, I could do I could do do you one
0: I I could do you one worse. What am I doing? I could do you one worse.
1: I've
0: I've been going back and watching old Sixers games from this year. (laughs) I started with the last one they played. Sixers versus Pistons. Because I have League Pass. I could go back and watch them. It's, it's jaw-dropping, actually. You watched the, the games right before they went into – the Sixer game, at least. Right before they went in, we went into quarantine, there's not a single mention of COVID or coronavirus or, or, this, or anything. No, else. it just kind of, like, popped. It, just, it was a snap, man. There's, yeah. you, you, they're talking about Ben Simmons coming back. There's not even, like, a glint in anyone's eye. And that was two wow. days before the shit fucking ended. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. So don't feel bad You're about sure. watching Lakers versus Pistons. I watched. I, I was I watched it, like, Sixers versus. I watched Sixers versus Pistons, <laughs> 2020 version. Man, <laughs> I like, like the
1: MLB was, network re-airing at a, a 2014 All-Star game that had nothing memorable about it.
0: <laughs> that was my favorite. But I was like, oh, they're wa- like, they're Why that. are you
1: putting this on the air? Yeah. <laughs> They're like they're, it like wasn't
0: even close. It was like a blow. No, yeah. It wasn't even anything. You even looked it up, you said it yeah. was like
1: there was nothing like happened in that game. Yeah, it was, was like, like an like,
0: eight to three finish, and like all yeah. the runs were scored like like by the sixth.
1: Like singles and like yeah. doubles. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> it wasn't like Bartolo Cologne hit a home run or something in the game. You know, that'd be like, the greatest day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: so let's just finish up. Let's just finish up and bad talk things to watch. Because it's fun. No. Uh, oh. One of my favorite steakhouse proprietors uh, just passed away. Mm. I mean, second only to Ruth's Chris. Uh,
1: <laughs> Michael Jordan.
0: <laughs> Michael Jordan and Vince Young. I guess fourth. My fourth favorite Ooh, steakhouse yeah, proprietor. A,
1: is, that, is this the Mount Rushmore of, of, of sports steakhouses? <laughs> well, I don't know if Ruth's Chris <laughs> is a sports here, figure. Sorry, the other three, though. Are, uh, <laughs> we got to find a fourth. Yeah, that's for next week, Chris. That's your assignment for next week. Uh, to find the fourth, uh, steak Mount Rushmore of, of sports steakhouse.
0: Anyway, we're getting to Don Shula is what I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted, I, he died. Yeah. Cause he was old. He was. Do you think he like suffocated on his own chest hair? Oh, Jesus Christ, dude.
1: <laughs> this is why I didn't want to actually bring it up, but I threw it in there just to be nice. I wanted to pay a little bit of respect to Don Shula. Ugh, fine. Fine. Uh. Don but Shula, that, I will say this.
0: Don Shula turned a team around in two years. It was pretty, like, he was kind of the McVeigh of his era. Like, he was a new style coach. He, had, he got handed a shitty team and brought him to the Super Bowl within two years of coaching them. I, and yeah, then won and the, the Super Bowl the next year, I think. So, like, probably, yeah, I think so. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive that he could do that and then rest on his laurels for the next 20 years be kind of a mediocre yeah. coach. I mean, he's in Miami and, and, he retired
1: basically just as yeah. he's still coaching.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and basically not getting Dan Marino to the promised land by putting literally nothing around him or a, or an offensive plan in place or yeah. a decent wide receiver. But Hey, let's give it up for Don Shula. Don't,
1: but look, he's the man. Yeah. Listen. All right. So there's two other impressive things I just want to bring up to note here that I thought was the one I was looking him up is I think if I read this right, he only had two seasons in his entire like 30 plus year coaching career where his teams finished under 500. That's impressive. That's really impressive, I think. Like, he, he didn't have great teams in Miami, but he never had, like, terrible teams. Or he only had two, maybe. I don't even know if one of those was in, in, in Baltimore as the Colts coach or whatever. But um, the second one was he, back in the 60s, he coached against George Hallis, which was the, one of the originators and first-ever coaches in the NFL. All right. Or in football, Right. And then he overlapped that in the 90s when he coached against Bill Belichick as a Cleveland Browns head coach. And Belichick is still coaching today. So I thought that was kind of a cool just, juxtaposition of, of, his, of his coaching career and his legacy. Uh, I, guess, I know it's not uh, really nothing to talk about. I just thought it was kind of a cool thing. It's nice. He also
0: had the greatest chest hair. i <laughs> had I've ever. really impressive chest hair. His chest hair was incredible. He just... <laughs> I I would I would focus in on it so hard because he wore those like those like silky like golf shirts, you know, like the yeah. polo.
1: Yeah, it was like, like rayon
0: or Yeah, the rayon uh, ones that really show your like boobs if you have them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he would <laughs> yeah. always wear them like mad unbuttoned, <laughs> mad unbuttoned and just let his like white chest hair just like claw its way out. Like it looked like a little white hand coming up to tickle his chin. And I was just like blown away. I was always blown away by it.
1: Uh, he, was, it, he was one of the original sex symbols, Chris.
0: I think we—I think the Mount Rushmore, by the way, is uh—you put Shula on there, uh, Vince Young because they're all Vince Young Steakhouses, because they're all in, a, in, a, in 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 horse places, yeah. Uh, Jordan because it's just Michael Jordan. Uh, and then what about Walt Frazier's uh, Wine and Dine?
1: I did, I don't know about this. Oh,
0: you don't? There's one in New York. I know. I don't think I've ever realized this. Yeah, Walt Frazier's Wine and Dine is a is Wine a, and Dine is such a great name. It's where all the sports guys go to, to. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's got that's got to be it, right? Like that's.
1: I mean, the name alone puts them on there, right? Okay. So, but who was the first? Like, I, I feel like I knew about Shula's like long time Shula's ago. Was, I, Shula's was Shula's probably long since closed, and I. Probably. I, but I, was he the original? Like, was he the,
0: like, um, or like, did Ditka have one probably? Dicka did have one. Dicka did have one. And Farves has got one that looks like a real shithole. Uh, of course. Yeah. Is it in, in
1: Mississippi or is it in, in Green Bay? It is in Green Bay. It is okay. in Green Bay. Uh, but I feel like, not, so that's a good question. Like, who was the originator of these steakhouses? I don't know. Of like celebrity steak or sports, or maybe
0: steak. I'm going gonna, gonna to dig a little deeper and we're going to find yeah. out.
1: Yeah, we're gonna definitely yeah. find out.
0: I think Gretzky might have had one. Uh, Probably. I, so one I don't consider it a steakhouse, but a restaurant I love to go to is Elway's in the Denver airport. It is oh. a it has a delicious steak sandwich. It is a, well, if you can ever go to airports again, Elway's <laughs> is like my go to spot. And if I don't get a place at the bar, I'm bummed because I fucking love that place. There's good beers on tap, a dope steak sandwich. And it's it, for for dining in a in an airport. It's top notch.
1: I never thought I would say this, Chris, but because uh, I don't, I would never ever want to have do anything associated with John Elway. But on your recommendation, I would go in there. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I know I wouldn't. I normally I wouldn't either. In fact, I think I went in without realizing it was Elway's, and then I was like, "Oh my god, I'm in Denver. <laughs> of course, this is Elway's." <laughs> but it's good. It's good. But it turns out it's good. The it's, food's good. The food's great. I'm telling you, the okay. food's great. Interesting. Like for Interesting. A, for a, yeah, go figure. Hmm. All right. Uh, you want to move on to to baseball?
1: Sure. Okay. Um, as you know, as everyone probably knows, uh, Korean baseball has restarted. Home of the bats. Finally started, <laughs> uh, and it's on ESPN. And I was texting you, I think last night or the night before, that it was joking around that said uh, you just missed out on. Korean baseball game that was on and then, right. And I, I had I, so I watched you like,
0: a couple days before that, oh, that our the intern, Peter, who happens to be Korean uh, or at oh, least right. a Korean American uh, had, had also sent me a bullshit never ending story about in the New York times about Korean baseball. So I knew it was an inevitability, but please continue.
1: Right. And then, and then I, I, I had it on TV, it was on mute. I wasn't really watching it. I don't even think I got through it half anything. Moved on to something else. And then this morning, I woke up about 6.30. I couldn't go back to sleep. So I got up and I was like, oh, let's just watch, do whatever, watch some television, do some reading, whatever. I turned the television on and here's another game of Korean baseball. D. And I started actually following it and watching it a little bit closer, Chris. Yeah. And it's actually kind of great. Okay, so
0: answer me this question before you get into what uh-huh. it's great. So they, they have like pictures of fans in the audience. Is that What's up? Like they put, how are they doing it? Is it all one stadium? And is it?
1: No, no, no. So each team, each there, there's each. They play, they play it all at the same time every day. There's six, eight, I think there's ten teams total. Okay, it's not a lot, and all of them are are like, or the names are like the Samsung Lions or like the, uh, uh, like the Kia, whatever's you know, like they're all kind of LG Dinos, I think, or something like that. So they're all like the brand, the the teams and the names are like the sponsorships, right? Which is kind of cool, I think, in itself. Um, and I don't know, like, once I saw, it, like, I don't think there was any there was any fans in the stands actually. Uh, and I don't know if that's that's across the board or if some of the teams are just doing like the faux the faux stands, the cardboard cutouts, or the robots or the blow up dolls or whatever they are. I'm not sure if that's if that's, if that's Korean or if that's Thai, Taiwanese baseball as well.
0: So I saw one picture of a Korean team and it had our, t- our Korean stands and they had just done like. It looked like like banners of fans, like they just they were just drawn. Like, I think they
1: did final banners fans. and they just yeah. kind of
0: hung them over the seats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, and they're all wearing masks, which is hilarious. Like right? the, the fake
1: fans <laughs> are wearing masks. But that's but that's part of that's one of my takeaways from this is that is that the 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 the, the players only like maybe half the players are, are actually wearing masks. Wow, really? Right, and so. It's like some of them in the dugouts are wearing masks. Some of them are not. Most of the guys that come up to bat are, are not. The pitcher wasn't. And yet in the, in the dugout, half of them are wearing masks and half of them are not. And then the surrounding ambiance of the, of the thing is that there's cheerleaders. Baseball cheerleaders. Who are above, baseball cheerleaders who are, I think are above the dugout, I think, or some other platform close to the dugout. And they're dancing and waving. They don't have pom-poms. They're waving like their terrible towel. But they have masks on.
0: Okay, that's good. At least, the, at least the cheerleaders are being responsible. It's, it's insane. though it's is like, it is it worthwhile? Wa- like, okay, well, let's get to the meat of it. It's the, for meat the of, it. of
1: it because it's so it's so like because the dudes are doing bat flips when they're hitting like grounders or groundouts. Yeah, bat flips are their thing. I yeah, so it's like they have each one has like their own signature move, I think, or or something similar to it. Uh, um I mean, and they do it for the fans. Like, all this is for the fans, and yet there's no fans in the stands.
0: Well, there's fans, American fans at home. Uh, I mean, there's got to yeah. be tons of opportunity here. I, I think that the because this is technically a gambling show, uh, or a sports gambling show. Uh, I would, I don't like gambling on baseball to begin with. We never touch it. I think on it's it. hard. I don't understand it quite. It's I not worth it. I don't think. So is yeah. That's my question to you. Is is it is
1: it worthwhile? I don't. I don't. I don't know because I don't know enough about. Baseball gambling and how they do the lines and stuff. I I think it's kind of stupid, actually, and it's not easy to sort of to sort of gamble on it. Okay. Right? Because like I think so many teams have to score so many runs or something like that. It's 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 sort of like a it's almost like a more of like an over under at times. I think, and I I, it's something I've always tried to stay away from. I've kind of looked into and asked other people. It's a guess. Yeah, you're yeah, right, it's a best guess at the be, at, at best. So, and it's it's not sort of to me it's not worth like kind of going into it like the XFL where we're trying to pick the games in each week or something like that because there, there's multiple games each week as well, so it's like, you know, where are we going to, you know, how are we going to shoot for you know, which game here and there. There might not even be lines available at the time we're we're doing each show each week for the next game. I yeah, huh. I, I, I I'll keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. I see think, what you think see if you can get yourself
0: into. Here's it. my last week. I gave you a couple of gambling tips, and they were okay. this: they were bet on the Arkansas Derby and bet on the bet on the jockey. And which <laughs> in which case, uh, Martin Garcia was an was a an early or a late uh, pickup up jo- by uh by owner. Bra- What's his name? Bob Baffert. Bob Baffert, who's that yep. white haired owner? Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 goes ahead and and picks up his uh picks up a, a one of the top three jockeys, puts him on it puts him on his horse and uh and wins at Oakland, wins the Arkansas Derby. So that was uh, I mean I didn't have the exact jockey, but if you did this very simple math and picked like the the most well known owner, the most well known trainer and the most well known jockey, you won the fucking race. So it was easy money. You could have had it. Right. Instead of betting on Korean baseball, bet on horses it's, it's, it's like it's fish in a barrel right now if you use a little bit of thought. Um, I like the, it. The other thing, and this was way better advice. Pick up that DraftKings, yo. It's already spiked five, $5 a share since I picked it up, and that was only three days ago. So get on that DraftKings money before. it's Right now it's at $24 a share.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you could have had it at
1: $17. Yeah. Uh, I'm already kicking myself for not doing it.
0: Yep uh i i i think maybe even if you're a 24 still still i mean we haven't even seen sports come back and it's and it's up five points and now msn is writing about it uh cnbc like there's there it's it's getting the words getting out there and the price is only going to go up so i implore you all to pick Mm -hmm. up some DraftKings stock i agree uh yeah this is better it's better it's
1: better it's better than it. betting on Korean baseball. Let's just put yeah. it that way. Yeah. on so. on, uh, Chris, but so I'll finish Korean baseball with this. Yeah, let's, this do, it. let's do it. This was my biggest takeaway from watching it. this. I love it. Is that it, even though there was no fans in the stands, which sort of makes all this stuff weird and what, talked about. And, and, and it, I, I noticed as like plays happen, though. And even if it was like a home run or just a routine, you know, like uh, single or whatever, it was like there's no ambient noise. Yeah, there's no loud roars from the crowd or like general background noise like during the game itself. Even wait, I mean, so you, it's, so it's just like MLB baseball. Yeah, it, it didn't feel <laughs> any different. It still felt and like a normal baseball game. Like it, it, says a lot about baseball, doesn't it? When, <laughs> yeah, I fucking
0: as soon as you no said that, I was noise, trying to hear. I was trying to hear what a baseball stadium sounds like, and it fucking sounds like nothing.
1: It doesn't sound like anything. Yeah, yeah. it's quiet.
0: Yeah. It's like golf coming back you'd be, or without <laughs> fans. You'd be like, i never even knew there were fans. So, I you know think golf thinking? matches are louder than baseball games. God, it is. That is it. I would now I want to pick up a, I want to pick up a show. I want a, a game just so I can, just so I can really experience that.
1: It it's, was weird. I was like, oh yeah. Okay. That, that's a, that was a good play or whatever. That was a good hit and stuff. And then I was like, wait, there's no. The you, guy, If you wait, go wait, back, if ch-
0: you go back and ch- 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 listen to those Astros games where they're talking about the the guy hit, banging on a trash yeah. can, you hear it. So fucking audibly, so clearly. Like, the only way you don't hear it is because of the nonstop talking that the play-by-play guys do to fill right. in that awkward quietness. Or if you've ever listened to a baseball game on air, like on TV, <laughs> or sorry, on the radio, and you hear like, "Who's that guy?" Don Sterling, right? That's his name, John yeah, Sterling,
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: When, whenever he like, you know, decides to dump in his depends, like, and he needs a moment to be quiet. It's just quiet. It's silence. It's absolute it's silence. It's quiet. Yeah. You, like, like there's
1: nothing there there's like no like
0: uh, get your peanuts here <laughs> or like anybody like cheering ever ever it's ever it's not it's
1: so uh it's perfectly it's, it's made anyway. for quarantine
0: that's a that's a that's i that's amazing um i also have no good segue for this next section uh but let's get i think we could get out baseball right yes for sure can we 100%. put a can we put a spork in uh in baseball for the week? Yes. <laughs> For the week? Okay. Uh, so I know you do have a couple of, uh, of uh, issues with a couple of people, but I think it's all Jordan doc related,
1: correct? Yeah, it, it's kind of from that, but it's not the doc itself. Okay, the doc itself you're fine with? Yeah, 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 totally. It, it, to, to some degree. I, I, people keep shitting on the documentary like this is all Jordan's like PR kind of stunt kind of thing. Who cares? And to some degree, they're right. Who cares? But who cares? Like, but but it's 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 not like he's he's not staying away and like not you know there's no demand to like you can't talk about this we can't go there we can't go he's going he's going everywhere he's answering questions he's being honest about everything. It
0: Seems to be. I mean, I, it's, it, it's hard it not, not to his, believe a guy is, that his. dresses so improperly for a, one of the most televised documentaries in TV history. <laughs> to be just wearing a purple shirt with your gut hanging out and some like camo shorts. He's like,
1: never been a fashion icon though. So that's no, true.
0: it's true. But Jesus Lord, like. Act but he's not, list. he's
1: not scurrying. I mean, he's just giving his side of, uh, uh his, his side of things. Yeah. And that's what well, Isaiah all all Thomas could do.
0: Isaiah D. Thomas didn't do his own documentary.
1: Yeah, exactly. Was, Joe, uh, Joe exotic was he, all he was doing was giving his side of, of his, all that stuff on, on that documentary. Like it's like, it's just because like no one else was, was willing to necessarily shit talk Jordan in these interviews. <laughs> Doesn't mean that, like, it's, it's all like just, it's, it's like Jordan's dictating all these things himself. I like, there, I did hear one subtle
0: post shit talk, uh, which was an accidental shit talk where they were asking Barkley about these poker games. And Barkley's just like, Jordan tried to buy the pot every time. It doesn't matter, win or lose. He's just always buying the pot. And yeah. we, we don't have that kind of money. So it's not fun to play poker with him. And I was like, God, of course, Jordan's a pot buyer. Of
1: course. Yeah. He is. Cause he's a bully and he's a shit talker.
0: Yeah. It's a, I, I hate dudes. That buy and the he wants pot. to demoralize Looking at you, you, Jake Cosden, you pop buying motherfucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this is what, that's what Jordan does. And like the, now it's like Isaiah Thomas just goes, like he goes after the, this the whole documentary and starts doing interviews and starts talking shit to Jordan. You know, like that way. Yeah. And it's like you like, and then you know, it's like, well, he's nice to my kids, and he's you know, he's always been cordial to me. Well, of course, he is. Like everybody is to your, you know, like in public or out, out and about. Doesn't mean he doesn't actually not like you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I thought and Isaiah I, Thomas doesn't like anybody, and no one likes Isaiah Thomas anyway.
0: Well, I, my little sister. I think sister that's the biggest story coming sweet. out of this
1: thing is that all the other people are actually bringing these old stories about about how they don't like Isaiah Thomas.
0: Yeah, I mean, Isaiah. Anyone that anyone that had to endure the Isaiah Thomas era of the New York Knicks. Is 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 pretty anti Isaiah, but there's a lot of revisionist history there. For some reason, he always comes out smelling fresh. When like, wasn't there like a scandal where Isaiah like fucked someone like? Yeah, he so he said no, he sexually uh, he sexually assaulted um, like an intern or harassed something. harassed right? and stuff. Yeah, a yeah, woman in the
1: organization. Yeah, yeah, and
0: and Dolan covered it up. Like where yeah. like why, why are we why are we suddenly believing? That Isaiah Thomas, because he like kissed Magic on the cheek, like is like this good guy. I even Magic doesn't like him anymore. They're not friends for a long time. I think that, well, I here, so. I one step I, I will say this I Jordan definitely blackballed Isaiah to be on the team USA, right? Like, there's I don't think he was alone. Oh, no, no, I don't think he was alone for sure.
1: I'm not even sure it was his. Like, I mean, I, as far as I know, back then it could have been Magic because they, they had issues at that point, too, right. But it's Magic weird a to see Chris Mullen made did. the
0: list and, and Isaiah didn't. It's just,
1: it's a, it's a weird, that's a weird sort of. Oh, no, it was a big F you to him. I mean, right. his own, his own coach was the coach of the Olympic team. And I think that either the general manager or the owner was a part of the Olympic committee as well. And they didn't go to bat for him and make sure he was on that team.
0: Yeah. Well, t- tough break for Isaiah.
1: I, really, yeah. I, I, I think even I, most of his teammates didn't like him. You, don't, you never hear Dumars or Sally or Rodman really talking a lot of nice things about Isaiah ever. Never, or at least I, not
0: that I remember. You don't hear anybody talking good about Isaiah.
1: No, even Beer, who hates everybody. You know, I don't hear him going to bat for Isaiah Thomas.
0: Only Jerry Dolan. The, the, if that's the guy going to <laughs> yeah. bat for you, yes. that yes. Like, says a lot, exactly. right? That's the guy that continuously goes yeah. to bat for you. is Jerry. And they put him in charge him.
1: of the WNBA team because he, he was like... Even after the Knicks, yeah, travesty. I know.
0: There, well, there was because there's dirt on Dolan. There's no Ugh. doubt that that is a. He's keeping him around for sure. Isaiah's deaf still on the Knicks payroll. Um, would would Jerry Krause have been good for the Knicks?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chris, all right. So these are so much a whole. We can we can cut these off. I I'll, I don't even know if I, it's worth going back into this. But there's this whole interview. I'll, I'll get to Krause in a second. Okay. Cause there's a whole interview that I, I saw. It was like a CBS sports did an interview with Isaiah Thomas and he tried to diminish Jordan's accomplishment, accomplishments and greatness. And it was like, he, basically this was his quote. It was like, when you put Jordan basketball team in the eighties, they weren't a very successful team. He says they just weren't. When you talk about Jordan and his teams dominate, they dominated the nineties. But when you put him with the Lakers teams and those Pistons teams and those Celtics teams, they all beat him. They just did. What separated Jordan from all of us was he was the first one to three feet. But he didn't repeat against Magic, Larry, and Doctor J. That's such, such horseshit. That's a it's direct such quote. Horseshit. It's such. Yes, that's a
0: direct quote. Okay, so this this is this is Break interesting. This We're breaking this down. Yeah, I okay. I've got multiple thoughts on this, but it's it's funny because it also leads into to something uh, a rant that I have uh, later. So we'll we'll get to it. I if you look at those look look at like. Look at the players that were playing on those teams that just, just the way that like Jordan had to claw his way to those championships. We're not even talking about the championship games. Yeah. We're talking about the, the teams and the players and the talent that he had to get past. Like, just take like Philly, for example. That's a first-round knockout, right? But you still have to play Barkley like in, in, and some decent-ass Philly teams if they made it. The, the competition... For example, let's let's put this Jordan versus Neek in a slam dunk contest, right? Mm-hmm. Like those already right there, you've got incredible talent on the court in just a stupid slam dunk contest. It's to to say that like Matt, like Jordan didn't beat Magic's Lakers, which he did, or Isaiah's Pistons, which he did, or the all white Celtics, which I think eventually he did. Right? I mean, the fact he, that he came up during their decline, doesn't speak anything about the talent that Jordan had to face moving forward. Like, exactly. Putting those 80s teams on this crazy pedestal, when you look at the talent of those, what those teams had to face, which was basically Lakers, Sixers, Celtics, maybe sometimes like a random Cavs or Pistons team for that matter, Like it was a pretty
1: much a cakewalk to, the, to, to your Eastern Finals, right? Am I fucking wrong here? No, so like the Celtics basically. I mean, the, the Celtics, um, the Celtics won three. Their three championships were are I think three of them before '87, and then I think they won the fourth one maybe in '87. So like they, the Celtics were the team of the of the first half of the '80s basically. Right. And and they were they battled a lot with, with um with the Sixers. Right. Because the Sixers won two. Right. One. One.
0: In the '80s, uh, the only teams that won the final—they
1: went to won. two, right? They lost. Um, only, actually,
0: only Lakers, Celtics, and Sixers won in the '80s. I think. And Pistons. Oh, did the yeah? At the end but at the very right, end, and that's yeah. sort
1: of my problem too with this whole thing about Pistons and Isaiah is that the Pistons didn't win shit until '87, '88. Yeah. That's when they made it to the the uh, I think the finals. Then they made it to the con- the conference finals the year before against lost to Boston, Then the year after they beat Boston went to the finals, lost to the Lakers and then went and swept the Lakers the following year after that. And, and then they beat Portland. Yeah. And that was 88, 89 and then 89, 90, they beat the trailblazers. Right. So that was their back to backs. Right. And like, so, so Jordan didn't even have Pippen and, and Pippen was the only other player, I think on the bulls that was ever an all-star except for horse grant one time and like Rodman one time, but later in the nineties, Pippen. So Jordan didn't even have Pippen until 87. And it took Pippen a couple, at least a couple years to be like a, a, a good player. So that was basically took you into the nineties almost then anyway. I'm I'm sorry. This is a fucking is rubbing me the wrong way. I'm just thinking of like the litany of players
0: that Jordan had to play. Jordan had to play against fucking Shaq. Jordan had to play against. Yeah. uh, Just look at
1: that. Yeah.
0: Right. That fucking the, the, the dream team doesn't exist in the fucking eighties. And, and if it did, it wouldn't be literally all hall of famers except for Christian Laettner.
1: Right. Like, you just, yeah, it wouldn't I mean, be. I mean, yeah, Mullen and Carl uh, Malone, Stockton. Uh, I mean, there was a, there was guys that were like uh, you know either like kind of end of their careers like Bird and, and Magic, or there was guys who were just kind of maybe you know in the middle there somewhere.
0: I'm just saying that the players that Jordan had to face in his career. Yes, yes, but so he's the stack other them all Jordan, up are better Jordan. than any than than those fucking Celtics, Pistons, or Lakers teams in my in
1: my opinion. I mean, you had magic, you had magic and bird and like Isaiah, wasn't even like one of the, you know, he's not even one of the top what, 25 players in the league or something, you know, like, or f- four, who knows? I don't even know. But yeah, like, but Jordan also came in 84. He was drafted in 84. So he, like you had 40% of, of the decade was already gone and not available for him to participate in. It's fu- It's, it's fucking right. Whereas concept. Isaiah Thomas was drafted in 81. So he had nine years in this decade to play, and his teams were terrible. His first two years, he didn't even make the playoffs. The next three or four, he never got out of like the – it was like two, two first-round exits. One of them was, was against the Hawks and I think Dominique Wilkins. And the one in between those two was he got to the, the conference semifinals. I love that. And then that. he was
0: out. I love the, I love the, I just love the direction of the piss and shit talking. This is just making me
1: sick. But he, he tries to associate himself with these guys in the 80s and about those dominant teams. And first of all, the, so I'll even backtrack a second. The, the, the Celtics were dominating in the first half of that decade. The Lakers, if if you want to talk about a team of the 8 of the 80s in a decade, the Lakers went to eight finals. Yeah, for sure. They're, they won four of them. Yeah,
0: they're the and they were.
1: They won. They went to seven finals, I think, and won four of them. And they made it to a couple other conference finals. I just never
0: think of the Pistons in like I never think of them as like
1: had three years of of really good success. Otherwise, they didn't do shit. It took it took Isaiah Thomas seven years to get to the finals. It took Jordan six or no, it took Jordan seven as well. I just think I don't think that like anyone. I think that in, in your
0: hatred and my hatred of Michael Jordan. And our ability to still recognize the greatness speaks yeah. to how great he was. Like, yeah. as a basketball fan that despised Michael Jordan, yeah, like, yeah, there's a
1: so like, Isaiah I'm, has no right that even can put himself and compare himself with with those other teams of the '80s and thinks like he didn't. They, the Pistons didn't dominate the '80s like the Celtics and the and the Lakers did, and even the I and mean, even the '76ers did. They would get they got crushed. Yeah, I, I I actually broke it down and went back and looked at every single game, regular season game that they played. Uh, during the eighties and, uh, what it was overall, the Pistons were 16 to 28 versus the Celtics for the decade. Wow. And and the only reason that they have that good of a record was the last two years, they went three and three and then they went three and one in 88, 89. And the Celtics were already basically
0: done as a team at that point. Yeah. That was, that was, that was definitely the end of that era. I mean, I think that that's whatever. We don't need to give this any more, any more. Ah, but I am doing it. I know.
1: It, it, it. The, 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 Isaiah lost to the Celtics eighty forty five in the playoffs, conference semifinals. They lost 3-1 to one to the Hawks in the first round at 85-86. And then they played the Celtics like uh, once or twice more. And there was even one... Jordan's second year, he only played 18 games in the league, and they were like just behind the Pistons for, for the playoffs. It's a, Like if Jordan played that whole season, they would have been way... Better, they would have been at least five hundred, and they would have probably would have made some damage in the playoffs. Jordan took the Jordan took the Bulls to the playoffs and as, as a rookie. It's a dumb argument to say that Jordan isn't the fucking greatest. It's
0: incredible. It's it's dumb to make that argument. It's 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 just him it's, trying to like say some bullshit. It's face. old guy revisionist history. So here's here's my my issue, and this will bring me into my thing. Uh, I I also don't like, and I and I I don't like comparing eras to eras. I don't you think it makes sense awesome. to say this guy would have played better here or this guy, if, if Jordan was in the NBA now, like he wouldn't have been made it cause he couldn't shoot threes or whatever. Like I, I hate, I hate era by era comparisons. Okay. That, that said, I agree. Uh, there, I n- was listening to, uh, it was, I, I can't remember if it was, it was Bill Simmons talking to some writer, probably a Boston guy, um, on, a, on one of his podcasts recently. And they were kind of doing that, like go back in time thing. You know, and, and Simmons was like, I don't like comparing eras to eras unless you compare current players <laughs> with previous eras, like saying right. that, like, oh, Michael Jordan would have been would have dominated the 60s. Okay, And, and he's like, I mean, and he says That's that because he's like, itself. he's like, because, they're, you know, it was all like just lumbering white players, uh, except for the Celtics. And I was, he just said it in passing. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was like, wait a minute. So. What Bill Simmons is saying is that besides the Celtics, most teams were mostly white in the '60s, and I was like, "I was like, that's a crazy, impassing statement, especially considering it's the Celtics." And I was like, "But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong." So instead of like going into all of the like teams and like looking at like lineups for all of the '60s, which is what you'd have to do, you'd have to look at it visually. Yeah, uh, I just decided to land on 1965. Okay, and I was like. Because that's a mid the middle of the '60s, right? Mm-hmm, he said mm-hmm. 60s, I'll say 1965. The Celtics had six black players. That's half their team, right? They were yeah. for 1965, I was like, "Oh shit, maybe Bill Simmons is onto something. The Lakers had six black players in 1965. The Knicks had six black players in 1965. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm sorry, Bill Simmons, like. Maybe you did were like, oh wait, I'm gonna make the argument that the Celtics aren't always the white team and and that in that argument because he knows a lot about basketball, that there that there were, you know, the the Celtics were on par per se. Maybe. Maybe that's the argument. That the Celtics were like, you know, turning a turning point in the in the black movement. That said that said, I did decide to look up what the nineteen eighty-five Boston Celtics looked like. Where there were two black players. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. three if you count D- DJ. <laughs> 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 but but, I mean, in 20 years, you lost three of your black players and you're going to sit there and try to say that the Celtics were some <laughs> color barrier-breaking team. Go <laughs> fuck yourself, Bill Simmons. Stop I- being a homer to the point of like having to drop them in on every conversation, especially when it's not true. I'm sorry. I just can't fucking deal with that shit. I'm I i didn't, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because you're saying that like Isaiah is sort of rewriting history. By putting yeah. placing a player in, in a history in which they didn't play. I hate that argument. I hate, I, I hate it. It's, it's so ridiculous. And Bill Simmons just proved the point that like you can't even make that argument because you can't even get the teams right. You can't put yourself, you can't put a player in a in in an era in which he didn't play. Like you just you, you can't, can't do it. It's a fun practice. It's, so it's, it's fun to think of, like, if you could do a time machine and just see like what what would happen because I definitely agree that the talent is different, like in all sports, especially in the, like as you're coming off an era where people like had to like go work as fucking carpet salesmen, you know, in the off right, season, right. Like who smoke and drank and didn't have training. Exactly. But, but it just, it's, a, it's a stupid, it's a stupid argument. Like conditioning alone to your point changes everything. Well, we yeah. know about health and medicine and, and just eating right or sleep health for that matter.
1: It's also, I think, a, a, a huge point about like evolution and how that happens. Like people get bigger, stronger, faster. Like people evolve because of who came before you. Like I think there's a natural sort of evolution there of like, of especially with athletes. Tread and, lightly, and, Jimmy the Greek. Let's just let's just leave. Well, that no, it's black or white or anybody here. <laughs> Jesus, it's, it doesn't matter. It's like, but you because know, like what Jordan did sort of led people to sort of like try things and and, and I think sort of grow in a sense in a way of, of trying to like you no know, dunk higher or farther or, or more or whatever. Right. And like people st- kept attempting that. And so, so yeah, I think you condition and train your body in those it, situations that growing up from, from childhood, I think. I agree. Have you seen these fucking kids well, that can but, like do like trick shots, like
0: riding a yeah, donkey, like yeah. in a swimming Nobody was pool? doing that. No one could do it. But, but if enough people do it and enough people right. practice, you start learning, you, you can start kind of do exactly and and believing
1: and you can do these things.
0: People, people, exactly. It's, it's, I, it, I'm glad you caught on to that comparison.
1: But I think that the other thing that mistaken people always purposely leave out, I, I, I believe, is that everyone goes, oh, well, George can go back in the 60s and dominate because there's all these old, like, stiff white dudes who, like, can't, you know, who. Except on the Celtics. Well, all right. Who aren't athletic enough and stuff. But they never go, oh, you know what could happen? Like, uh, like George Michael could never play in this era because because of who he was. Well, but you're not factoring in. Like, yeah, time machine-wise, yeah, if you took George Mike and, and put him in, the, in now, or if you took Jordan and put him back then, of course, because of their athleticism, the difference of traits. But it doesn't mean those guys couldn't play in this era or vice versa. Like, Jordan back then wouldn't be Jordan. No. Jordan would be shooting 1,000 thousand three pointers if he played yeah. in this era. It would be. Right. He, would, he wouldn't be, be. He wouldn't be. Granny gol- Smith free throws and stuff, you know? Like. Yeah, it, it, like it, it like it's so it's sort of stupid in that sense to try to compare the two because like you're not factoring in like you're saying, yeah, he now he would be back then, but he wouldn't be back then what he is now.
0: It's stupid.
1: It's so it's so irrelevant. And so but like people always don't ever want to go back the other way and go like, well, if, if like I, I think I've heard someone say like Bird couldn't play in today's league. Bird, if, if Bird came up in today's league, he would he would be. What's the white guy on the Celtics? Hayward, Hayward? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Gordon Hayward or whatever. Like he he would be more athletic, he would be more conditioned and more, you know, he'd have more ability. He he would be able. He would to also because have he doctors. He'd
0: also have doctor. He would have minutes restrictions. He'd have doctors telling him like when he could yeah. play. His back yeah. wouldn't have gotten fucked up when it did. Just right. say he well, would he have could, lasted he, twenty years would in the be league. Able to,
1: he would be able to re- rehab better yeah. to come back. One hundred percent. It's a, It's the. Well, and he would also be playing against those talented these talented players growing up, so he would be able to play in, a- in, AAU ball. With, he wouldn't have been yeah. playing on the back of a barn in fucking
0: yes. French yeah. Lick, Indiana. That's okay. right. Pulled out birds hometown off the top.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Chris, just to sort of go back and sort circle of back onto your, uh, six, you know, African-American players in each team back in the sixties. Yes. I believe, I don't know this for sure, but I believe there was a, I don't know if it was an official or if it was an unofficial quota though, of, of how many, uh, black players you could have on the teams back then. So that I know I think they restricted
0: and limited the 79 Knicks were the first team to have an all black team. Exactly. So it definitely was And there was a reason it, I, I'm for sure that. I'm sure there's some red R-bocking back then. Yeah, you I'm you probably did have to have like half your team.
1: If you my could if you, My guess is it's half cuz I can sure only ever find a...
0: more than 5 or 6 on a team. So
1: yeah, it was probably yeah. half. Yeah, the Celtics weren't Leading the maybe a few years beforehand, they started doing it too much, and that's maybe why they put restrictions on it and started spreading out the talent a little bit more. Maybe I don't know that. I listen. I don't know the back history of this the thing. It's just crazy <laughs> blanket either, statement to not, be like yeah.
0: the Celtics are this groundbreaking team oh, that like God. was really yeah. about the forefront of black players. When then you fast forward to twenty years, and it's like Robert Parrish and like a third stringer. Like it's just it's it's. Right. It's a stupid argument. I just get so frustrated listening to Boston homers, and I hope their whole city
1: falls into the ocean.
0: <laughs> Chris, we've done a long show. We should probably get out of here. Okay. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, I'll, save Jerry, I,
1: I'll save Jerry Krause for next week. That's I, my rant. Oh,
0: yeah. There'll be plenty of krause and I wanted to talk about that because I got some Tony Kukoc thoughts on my, of my own. Great. Um, and we also we were supposed to have Patino, Rick Patino, on this week. Uh, we'll just have to bump him until next week.
1: Yeah, we'll reach out time. to his Sorry, people. Rick.
0: See if we can get him on. Uh, Chris, you have yourself a wonderful weekend, and Indeed. our listeners, you do the same. Music, yes. go. <laughs>